Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Three, two, one. So welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today, I have David Coleman, the key account manager for Positive Lending on the podcast. Now, I got to know David after seeing his name popping up everywhere. And when I say everywhere, I mean everywhere on LinkedIn. And also, I love the name behind Positive Lending and their Positive Promise, it's called, which we'll go into as we as we have a chat. Now, for a key account manager, David doesn't really talk about business on his social media channels, especially LinkedIn. His last three posts on LinkedIn were his son with his dog. And if you haven't seen that, it's a beautiful photo. You need to see it. A DJ set that he did, which up until about an hour ago, I didn't know he did DJing. Supposedly he's been Ibiza, so we'll get into that as well. And then some photos of his dinner. So I just wanted people to realize how you can use personal posts to really enhance your brand, but also increase business if you are working for a company. So we're going to get into how he uses these types of posts to build relationships online. So David, thank you very much for coming on. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us, mate. Good, good. Right. So I suppose we get a bit of a background into what you were doing before Positive Lending, because I don't want to get into the business stuff. I want to hear about this DJ stuff. (laughs) <laughs> was there life before positive lending? That's the question. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, I've, I've been in this industry for quite a while. I was in in, in it before up until the um, the credit crunch happened. Um, right. Where I live in Watford, um, a- a- everything went belly up overnight and there was an influx of redundancies uh, and a saturation of people looking for jobs and there just wasn't jobs about to, to fill those places. Um, so not knowing really what to do, being a lot younger, um, and no ties, etc. Um, I went. Got what I was DJing, um, but not uh, to the extent of what I moved into. But um, I had the opportunity to go out to Ibiza. Done that. Went out to Ibiza for a couple of years. Had a really good time. One of my best pals lives and works out there. Um, he opened the door for me to get out there, which was amazing. Um, had a very good couple of years DJing, partying, meeting a lot of really cool people, a lot of famous DJs and stuff like that, and, really? and so on. Um, then had a bit of a realization, I suppose, uh, that I was never really going to make it as a, a big, big professional DJ, uh, which was fine. I was having a great time with the rest of it, but I wanted to come back and actually get a bit of structure in my life. Mm-hmm. So I ended up coming back to the UK, actually went to the other end of the spectrum of where we work now. I got into insolvency, um, as you can imagine at the time was rife and there was, there was a lot of opportunities there done that for the next five and a half six years um and that started to fade away and the market started to come back again the mortgage world started to come back again and, and um opportunities presented themselves and here i am uh, for the last four and a half five years i've been back, back at positive lending uh thoroughly enjoying myself i really enjoy my job as you can you can probably tell um and it's a great industry to be in and the good thing is you still do djing on the side don't you so you don't you haven't given it up fuller Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it slowed down a little bit as you get a little bit older because I definitely need more sleep than I need. <laughs> um, and I don't have the appetite to be out every weekend and a weekend in a club until six o'clock in the morning. Plus, uh, I don't think my, my fiance would be too happy and Henry probably would never see me. So, um, yeah, th- things change. But the, the good thing is that I, I carried on DJing probably for another 10 years or so after coming back uh, and getting into to work properly again. 
that slightly slowly started to fade away. But I still run a night called Bad Apple London, which is co-run with some some friends, uh, which has been going for for a good amount of time now. Uh, got a good name within within the dance world, um, and we do parties ad hoc. Um, typically, we'll try and do four or five parties a year. For me, it's a great opportunity to keep my foot in the in the music world, get to DJ, uh, get to party with some friends, new and old, uh, and play some music on a very very loud sound system. So yeah, it's a win win all round. Class. What's the biggest audience you've played to then? Oh, probably in the thousands. You're probably looking at five thousand, maybe four or five thousand, something like that. Um, which sounds like a lot, but actually, if you look at a lot of venues, they accommodate that kind of size. Um, and once it's in a room, it doesn't actually feel that big because you've got a lot of people yeah. in one room and, and you're there um, and you're focused on doing what you're doing and, and not making any, any mistakes and hopefully making people dance. So, yeah. Oh, but I'd love to. Something I've never, well, I've, I've liked it. I think I bought a CD mixer once, had a go and thought, no, nah, I just haven't got rhythm, mate. <laughs> I'll just start to leave it. <laughs> Here's a question for you before we move on. Would you be rather playing in Ibiza as the sun goes down to 5,000 people or lending? Or, or getting a new client for positive lending? I'd like to have taken a new client call and then go and DJ at sunset to fight that some people in IB. <laughs> the proper PC answer, sitting on the fence if you've ever heard no, it before. It's, it's, uh, it's IB for all day long. I've, I've been going to IB for, for I, I've lost track of how many years now. One, because I've, I've got friends that live and work out there, but it, it's just got a draw. Um, and as much as I might not go clubbing every night when I'm out there like I would have done 10, 15 years ago, uh, there's so many different parts to the island that are still still draw you back in year in year out. Um, I, I already can't wait to take Henry out there. So yeah, it's, oh, it's, uh, it's not going anywhere. I've never been. My uncle's been to the the other side of the really old town, and he's just rented a bike for a week. And he said it, it's the most you wouldn't think that it's the part of central is the other side. It's it's one of the most yeah. tranquil places he's ever been to. It's so nice. There's so many beautiful beaches out there. There's so many great restaurants. Um, there's there's so much for everyone, really. Yeah, obviously, it is known and renowned for its its club inside of things, which is primarily why a lot of people go there. But yeah, you can go to to Ibiza town. You can go to the old town. You can you can get in a car and drive 20, 30 minutes and be like on a different island. You can get a ferry across to Fort Montero and and it feels like you're in the Caribbean. It's unbelievable. Yeah. There's loads of different. There's loads of different areas that you can, yeah. you can visit. Anyway, this isn't an Ibiza podcast. Unfortunately, <laughs> this is all about mortgages. So, working for Positive Lending, tell us what is the Positive Promise? Because I was interested to hear that. Yeah, so I think within what we do, um, we're here to support intermediaries, intermediaries and IFAs with their specialist lending clients. Mm -hmm. The Positive Promise was brought in uh, primarily for our mortgage desk. Uh, and it's to not only provide um, a good offering, but it, it's all about service. So when those deals come across to us and those clients are referred across to us, actually, our SLAs uh, are up there to help that broker continue their customer journey as they would expect. So uh, the positive promise is, is market leading. Uh, and really what it entails is that we, any new inquiry um, or uh, detail into the business, whether that's a call, email, et cetera, will be corresponded to within four hours. If someone sends us a full application uh -huh. to get to lender, that will be dipped to the lender within four working hours, which at the moment I think is pretty much market leading, if not market leading. Mm -hmm. um, and the idea being that we're, we're very competitive in the market with what we charge um, as package of fees and so on. 
it, being the cheapest isn't gonna isn't gonna win your business. It's all about the other end of it as well, service. Um, and then we we back that up with uh, a communication on everything on underwriting and processing uh, to the to the client and to the intermediary within twenty four hours as well. So basically, it's, it's making sure that the, the both parties, both the client and the intermediary, are fully up to date in a timely manner, and they're we're providing the service that they would expect. Awesome, I love that. You've got that nailed, haven't you? That that pitch is. It's all about being that positive. I love, I saw it on the website, positive promise. I love that four hour, four hour SLA, 24 hour turnaround. So service is, is so key. It's, um, it's when, when you look at it, a lot of uh, brokers, intermediaries, IFAs will not like packages because there's an extra layer, um, which makes our job a little bit harder. Uh, you know, a lot of what we do, we offer a value because we can access lenders that aren't accessible otherwise. But when there's an extra layer, you're up against, uh, you know, I suppose, people not wanting to refer business over because of that they're, they're worried that actually the service is going to drop away so the whole outlook for what everything we do is to be competitive in the marketplace and um, because we're we're not uh, big on charging big fees but actually want to provide a service and if the service is right well then that that intermediary broker ifa etc is going to come back to you and return to you with more business awesome love it love love the concept behind it so your key account manager what does your day-to-day -day normal role look like Busy. Busy, busy, <laughs> now, busy. Always, always has been, always will be. Uh, I think, yeah, I think since COVID kicked in uh, and with the lockdowns and everything that came with it, um, work hours have gone out the window. Uh, yeah, I've oh, got brokers right. emailing me at six o'clock in the morning because that's when they're doing work. I've got emails, emails coming through at 10.30 at night because they're, they're still processing work throughout their day. Um, I'm very much of the opinion that if I see my phone ping up, I'll answer it. I'll correspond. It's, it's not affecting me and, and not interrupting me. Then I'll, I'll, I'll uh, communicate. But typically, my day will look like I'm, I'm out supporting brokers uh, more so on the road now, which is a really good feeling to be back out and about in the real world. Um, but also by Zoom and Teams and stuff like that. But it's supporting brokers um, with what we do, helping them recognise the opportunities within the specialist lending world. Everything we do as a business is not about a hard sale. Okay, we've got our place in the market. We're here to support. Uh, brokers with their specialist lending clients is helping them recognize the opportunities um, even the most experienced broker may not be aware of all the opportunities that are possible may not be of, aware of all the product changes etc that are going on. so my job is really to keep those people up to date with what's going on in the market help them recognize opportunities by doing that that increases their revenue in their client bank and helps them retain clients as well so they can help more clients everyone's a winner Awesome. So nice to get back out on the road. That's, I suppose that essentially that's why you'd have taken your role because you know what I mean? You're a happy guy. You're out there. You love speaking to people. That was taken up away from you last year, I suppose, wasn't it? It, it was a real blow. Um, I mean, being locked up in your house sort of every day was, was tough enough, but yeah, the, the whole hundred percent spot on being out and about is what I enjoy interacting mm. with people. That's where the enjoyment from the job comes. Um, and I think that I think, I think everyone is of the opinion or, or the majority of people's opinion is face-to-face -face value. You can't beat it. Um, it. The Zoom and Teams and stuff like that have, have really played their part in helping business continue to transact and communicate. Um, but being out and about and actually doing things on a physical basis is you can't beat it and, and you can't take away that value. No, you want that. And talking about digital, perfect segue into the social media section. So if we will start with what's your what's your favorite social media platform out there? It's LinkedIn. I mean, it's perfect. You know, the LinkedIn it gives me a platform to 
communicate on a work level, mm -hmm. um, but also on a personal level. And you meet so many people from your industry, same industry, but so many people in different industries. Um, and you, you connect as in what the, what the platform's designed to do, help people connect. Yeah. Uh, and you end up getting phone calls from people who are looking for specialist finance or mortgages. You might not be able to help them, but you can introduce them to someone else and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, whereas, yeah, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. Instagram is more sort of just uh, personal stuff, but I'm very personal on LinkedIn, as probably anyone that's seen me knows. Um, but Instagram is, is more your photos and just a, a quick little tagline. Facebook, I keep on there more to stay in contact with friends and, and really it's more of a scrolling app than remember, anything. I use it to remember people's birthdays. <laughs> it, is, it is very good for that. It is very good for that, yeah. When my mum comes up, I'm like, oh, no. I'm definitely <laughs> not <for> <laughs> No, you're spot on there. Um, but yeah, link, LinkedIn for me, it is really good. Um, yeah, it's, it's got everything you need, really. So LinkedIn... Talk to me, why do you upload more personal posts than you do business posts? No one wants to talk about business today. It's, um, I mean, the, the fact of the matter that I, I do, there is an element in truth in what I'm saying there. If, if you're posting business stuff, it is a business platform. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, from my experience, if I was to go and sit down with a, uh, yeah, a client, whether that's a, a single client or a multi-advisor firm, I'm not going to talk about business for the full amount of time I'm there. We can have a bit of chit chat. If I know them, we're going to catch up on stuff that we both know we do and so on like that. And actually, you're going to want to get to know your client. You're going to want to, uh, want to understand what makes them tick, what they're into, what they like, what they're about. Um, and that's really where I see LinkedIn. I could put up what Positive Lending are doing day in, day out. Um, and there is a relevance in that and people will look at it and see it. Will they pick up the phone to me? Maybe. Um, or I can share who I am as a person. And I think what's what kind of works is that you find out who you're working with and who you're dealing with. And as in life, um, if you find out you don't like someone or something isn't quite right, you're probably not going to do business with them, which is fair enough. And you make a decision off the back of that. That would probably take two, three, four meetings to find out about that person. Whereas on LinkedIn, I can post. I'm quite open, as, as you can probably see on there. Um, and I can be as open as I'm comfortable with. Um, but you can see who I am, what I'm about. That's, that's yeah. my life. Um, that, that, yeah, I go to work to provide and have that life. So it all falls into the same sort of thing. You made a very interesting point there because I harp on so much about putting your personal stuff out there, tell people what you're doing. You just made a very good point. I can be as personal as I want to be. You don't have to upload photos of your children if you don't want to. It could just be a photo of your desk or what you did at the weekend. You don't. You can be as personal as you want to be. Now, obviously, you're very personal. You uploaded a photo of your son and your dog. Can you tell us the story of, because we had a chat before we started recording, tell us the story about when you went to see somebody, one of your clients that you landed off LinkedIn. Yeah, so we, we've got a, um, I, I, there's been a whole host of clients that have got in contact off the back of LinkedIn. Um, I'll get an inbox saying, I've just seen your post, checked your profile, we need to have a chat, all that kind of stuff, which, which is amazing, which for me just drives the fact that it does actually work, um, which, which is perfect. Um, but yeah, there was we were one of our largest clients um, that we've got on, uh, multi-advisor firm, their MD uh, called me, returning my call. And the first thing he said to me was, how was your holiday in Cornwall? Because I'd just been down to Cornwall, Padstow, which was our, our first little sort of UK breakaway with, with Henry and, and Gus um, and the family. Um, and we had a chat about that for the next 10 minutes. And then it was, how was your son? How's he doing? He said, 
no talk of business off the back of that it was like right we need to talk I'm going to get you some dates across about when we can meet up and the rest is history and that happens so commonly you know I've I've been into meetings um where people you know they don't know me and they're just like oh sort of that was great what you've done at the weekend and it still shocks me because I'm like how do they know that and then I'm like posted it. <laughs> yeah. so, of course they know about it but it's but it's great because it's it's an amazing icebreaker I had a situation where I went to do a a networking event a couple of weeks back um I've seen some of these people via a screen some of them I've never met before um some of them may have been by email but never in person and every single person knew that I had a son and I opened the conversation that way it was all about Henry or my dog uh it was about DJing or it was about Lego all the things that I I love <laughs> all the things that are up there um and there was no awkwardness you know people were like you're that guy yeah okay yeah brilliant yeah you've just had a son how's that going a quick chat and then obviously inevitably that turns into business because that's what their interest that's that, that's what their bread and butter is that's what they're there to do but there was no awkwardness no firing straight in with your, your business proposition um so yeah it's, it's really good and i i enjoy posting on linkedin uh, i like it i'm i'm comfortable with being open and the stuff i post about you know my my dog and my son and everything like that i'm proud of so yeah, always helps share it and you made a good point before we start recording you said this person that you landed you didn't you didn't know who they were, did you? Yeah. Because you'd never seen their name. They'd never liked one of your posts. They'd never commented on any of your posts, but they'd been taking that content in. Doesn't that just show how important it is or actually that people are taking in your content without you realising? Well, I think that's it. I think you don't need someone to like or comment on your posts. If mm -hmm. they've seen it, then it will stick with them. And I think that's the fact of the matter is, is that if, if I'm posting about work every day, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. that that's absolutely fine but you're not going to get the traction that you want and it's not going to get the spread that you want and it's not you know you're not gonna you're not gonna get everything you want off the back of it someone can control past it and they see the picture of henry and gus and next time they've got a second charge mortgage or a bridging loan they're going to go hang on that guy with the cute kid and dog he's got he's got something you can talk to me about and they'll pick up the phone or drop me an email or drop me an inbox and all of a sudden you've got a conversation off the back of it and it's got absolutely nothing to do with work which is which is what I love it's, oh, yeah. and that's nice and I'm going to just flip it a touch because I, I'm, I'm really big on people owning their color and it's a bit different for you because it's your personal brand yeah but when people are scrolling past like David said that person took in the photo with his dog and his son if that was your company post or a post that you did with your company colors on it if somebody scrolls past it if they don't like or comment on it it doesn't mean they haven't taken in your branding that's what I'm very big on making sure that if you are uploading company posts that they are very consistent because David's a perfect example, people scroll past, they might not interact, but they'll always take your color in. So make sure they're high quality posts. So sorry, it's just touch different from what you're speaking about there, but yeah, no, absolutely. But, but you're right. It's consistency. You've got yeah. to say consistently, but if I was posting every other post and my favorite thing was this to that, to this, to that, there would be no consistency on I mean, it. People, people will get to know me for who I am. They know it's going to be about me cooking something because I'm passionate about cooking I love good food it's definitely going to be about Henry because I can't get enough of the little guy um we've we've happened to land the most gorgeous dog as well um you know my partner will play a little appearance every now and again when when um when if, when relevant or whatever but yes yeah, it's, it's all that kind of stuff and if I've got hopefully Santa brings me some good Lego you'll probably see some Lego over Christmas as well so but that's yeah. your brand without without even thinking about it that's your brand you you are the guy that uploads personal content and people know you for that. How long do you 
say you'd spend on social media every day? And I'm talking about posting, interacting. What times of day do you do it? And how, how long do you spend? So it depends. If you spoke to my fiance, she'd probably say way too long. <laughs> uh, she, she's not very. She's she's pretty much thinking that I'm I'm going to divorce her before we've married for LinkedIn. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I, what I tend to do is an idea will come into my head typically when I'm trying to fall asleep or I'm doing something oh, yeah. that's not really practical, which is always always a pain. But something will crop into my head and I'll jot it down, and off the back of it, I'll build off the back of it. I don't try and plan the week too much because I don't like it being too structured because things can change and, and yeah. whatever else. Um, but I'll wake up in the morning. I wake up early anyway. I wake up at 5.36 in the morning, wow. sometimes because of Henry, um, and I'm awake anyway. But I'll spend that time to go through and interact with people and, and sort of respond to people and stuff like that. Um, if I do a post and it goes well, I'll try not to. I'd love to, but I'm just too busy in the day. I'll try not to interact with that too much in the day because it distracts me from what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So. I'll then take an hour out, half an hour out, where I'll go through and, and communicate with everyone and interact as much as possible off the back of it. Um, but yeah, that's it really. It's a, I think, and, and sometimes, I mean, I haven't posted, I posted the, today, but I haven't posted over the last couple of days because I've just been too busy, genuinely yeah. too busy. The work's been absolutely chaotic in, in, in a great way. Yeah. Um, and I finished the day and then I think oh, I could do a post and I'm like, I, I just can't, it's too much. And sure. I think that's, that's the other thing you can you can pick it up and leave it you do need to be consistent because without that you will lose traction and you will you can fall away very quickly but i think if you're posting stuff that's relevant and and people can relate to then um you'll continue to 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 do well what's interesting from what you've said there is the majority of your time on social media isn't spent writing the post it's responding isn't it anybody yeah. can put a post out there anybody can and i, I do it for a lot of my clients but it's then what happens after that. It's half an hour on the sofa sitting down and going, right, I'm just going to take 30 minutes to, this is this is not social media scrolling. This is business generation. That's what you that's need it. to do to be honest. And just reply to those comments. That's that's just as important as posting the post itself. Yeah, you're 100% right. She, she doesn't buy into the business generation bit, by the way. I've tried that already. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you're 100% right. Because if you post and you just go silent and you just, you just ghost, then you're not getting interact, any interaction. And, and the more you interact, the more the post will share and spread. Uh, and the more people will see it and they'll want to connect with you because it will fall into their time timeline and so on like that. So it is so important. There's been a couple of posts where I haven't had the opportunity to. And, and luckily, they've the posts have done very well and they've been very successful. And I look at it and I go, right, there's 200 comments I need to respond to. And I'm like, I just can't do it. There's too much on. And actually, I haven't with those. I've just kind of left those. But typically, I will always try and communicate because people are taking the time out of their day to to message and communicate and interact with you the least you can do is, is put it back so yeah yeah and, that, and that's the thing it's you've always replied to my comments and we've had we've had questions in the comments a little tip what i would give you and you probably do this is try and respond with a question sometimes and that builds the interaction yeah what i'd also say is try and if you see a post and this is a habit i've tried to force into myself if i see a post that i think is amazing I won't, I won't any longer scroll past it. I'll just drop a little comment saying, not love this, but something that's interesting in the post that, that drew my eye to it, just so it shows the creator. Actually, not everybody's commenting on it, but Chris Target loves the way that this design was made, really like the colour that you used. You know what I mean? I think that speaks volumes because it helps their reach. It's just helping each other out. Absolutely, definitely. And you do a lot of that, don't you? You will comment on people's posts and you'll pass on your opinion to people as well. 
Yeah, well, you end up building up a, a network of people that you yeah. like and they like you and vice versa. But then you'll, you'll come across new people that you've never met or maybe you've only just connected with. And actually, you really enjoy what their content's all about. Um, and and I think, like we were saying before, it, it can be from the same industry. It can be mortgage advisors. It can be uh, our other peers in, in the industry. It can be someone who does massages. It can be someone who's, who's a lorry driver. It, it really doesn't matter. If their content's good, you interact with it. Um, yeah. And I think that's what the good thing is, is, is if it relates, then you can relate and you want to interact with it. Yeah. I love following. I don't know if you've seen him. And I think... Quote me if I'm wrong. I think his name is Craig Brooks. He does double okay. gla double glazing. I've literally just been been on his post. He's uh, he's just done a conversion. He's um yeah. I, I love what he's about. He's, Mate, he's, just... he's down to earth. He's honest. He's brilliant. Yeah, great guy. I, I saw him yesterday. Um, and I've shared it with a few people. Literally just walking his dog, and he's got a videographer with him. I think it was part of the the content, and it was why did you set up your company? And it's sixty seconds. This is why I set it up. I didn't like the old owner. Do you know what I mean? It was just so, like you said, raw. I think you hit, hit the nail on the head there. Love that type of content. And he's a double glazing salesman. Do you know what I mean? It's not... You wouldn't expect that at all. I wouldn't expect... I've got a huge mortgage broker network. Uh, yeah, I find his content. So that's where I think LinkedIn's really good. Yeah. So when we spoke about how often you post, you, you will post as and when you can. But do you outsource any of your social media or do you do it all personally? Yeah, I do it all personally. Um just because it's all personal stuff really and it tends to happen when it happens you know that the photo that was taken of, of Henry and Gus I wish I could take credit for it but it was actually my fiance that took the photo she's she's very good at capturing right. those moments. but she pinged that across to me and I was like well that's just got to go up one. And, and the post come off the back of it and and that's it um so yeah I tend to do it that and if there's something coming up and I've got a photo and it's going to fall into something relevant that's going on yeah in the market or in the world at that time that maybe I'll, I'll structure it around that but typically it's as and when it happens um so yeah I mean like this morning I, I wanted to put a post up sort of just about remembrance day but without it being generic remembrance day so I was running behind time I was on my way to a meeting I was like I haven't got time to sit and, and I'm over critical I'm over analytical I will read a post that I put up and I'll edit it and I'll change it and edit it and change it. whereas I probably should just post it and just be a bit more authentic on it but I'll, I'll go back and know it so I, was, I literally in the car took me five minutes to do the post posted it and then just went on my merry, merry way and got on with my day so yeah I saw that that's that's a great one though isn't it it's not it's not your generic kind of post and yeah it just it's simple I mean like I'm yeah, it's a, it's, the day is a very important and special day, hence why, you know, we remember it every year. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. So, where on LinkedIn, you know, when you're writing the post, this is what I wanted to speak about. Every single one of your posts has block lines, doesn't it? And when I say that, yeah. you've got double line spacing in between each line. So, people have to press the see more button to read the next line, don't you? Did you learn that from somewhere? Did you... Do you know what the first person that uh, I saw that off was a uh, a lady on LinkedIn called Michelle Fleming Anwar, um, who I was one of the first person I interacted with. I, I love her post; she's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I follow her. Uh, she lives in Ibiza, so we've got an automatic connection. Uh, she lives out there with her husband and her cats. But yeah, she she was the one that she didn't teach me that. I saw it and I was like, "What's this all about?" And I'd done exactly that. I had to click to read more. Um, and that was where it came from. Um, she doesn't know that, I don't think. She will do if she sees this. But um, yeah, that's that's where it came from. But it is exactly that thing. You have to click down and use it. And also, I also feel like I use emojis pretty much on everything. That always really works for me as well. Um, people always comment on the amount of emojis you use. So, yeah. I, I love 
the use of emoji, I'm very similar because it it adds a bit of colour. It adds a bit of yeah. spice to the text instead of just being block text. And I find your posts very easy to read. And if you haven't, please take a look at David's posts because they're exactly what social media is about. You're breaking down the content that's easy to read because when you're sat in front of the TV, you don't want to be reading a huge paragraph of text. I want quick fire text and I want a nice image. Yeah, I think that's it. It's, um, you don't want to overcomplicate it. You want something that people can read. If it's going to stop them in the tracks when they're scrolling, then brilliant. But they don't want to be sitting there reading War and Peace. They just want to get an idea about what's going on. And if, if the first couple of the lines have, have got them in, well, then they'll, they'll probably read the rest of it and they'll interact with you. Yeah. Right. That's it. Go and have a look at David's LinkedIn stuff. It's it's absolute gold. And it, it definitely made me see his content. And I'm not even in your industry. So it's like like you say, we have got a network. I feel like we're in a very similar network on LinkedIn to the, the group of brokers. But it's stuff that your stuff stands out from everybody else's because they are great photos. And, and your fiance is obviously a very good ph photographer. They're high quality photos. Um, but it's the text that goes with them. So please have a look. Anyway, that's what we're going to talk about social media. We'll cap that off there because we're moving on to the strategy section of the podcast. And I've probably got a feeling I know what you're going to, going to say here, but <laughs> we're going to pretend that you've moved to the north of Scotland. You've got a laptop, a mobile phone and an internet connection. What would you do to start generating new leads? Well, LinkedIn obviously is going to be your number one. Um, yeah, I mean, you just take it back to basics. I mean, if I was literally... In no man's land, I would use LinkedIn as, as my go-to. I put stuff on Instagram. I put stuff on Facebook, all the social media outlets as well. I've got, I've got a Twitter account uh, that I use for work posts solely. But um, you, you'd put it out on all of those to help spread uh, spread the message and generate awareness. But then I think, you know, you probably have to go a little bit old school as well. You know, I'd, in the industry, I mean, I'd be talking to local estate agents, local developers. Uh, I'd be finding out where the local network groups are. And again, finding that out via online and social media, because you can find that stuff fairly easily and then attending them and, and sort of building up your presence and your your um, your sort of area and, and doing that and bringing it all together via that way. And getting them, to, I suppose, the people that you meet physically to get them onto your socials. Uh, do you follow me on social and just use it as a bit of a multifunction then, don't you? That's it. Well, I think I, I haven't done it for a while. And I know a lot of other people do this as well that have a, a much bigger reach than I do. But every now and again, I'll, I'll put a post out just saying, oh, these, these are people that I've been interacting with that I really like. And I think that's where that works really well. If you've got people that are trying to grow on the platform or, you know, you want to interact, well, actually, all of a sudden you're interacting with them uh, and then they're getting they're getting connection requests and their, 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 their group is growing and so on like that. So you could do things like that. And that's probably what I would do. You know, if, you, if you've gone to a network meeting and you've met a handful of people that are really relevant to you, it might, it might not even be relevant to you, it might be completely different industries, but you could help them. And then off the back of that, you'll probably find that they'd want to help you as well. Um, and we all know if people talk, well, people talk and then they talk to different people and someone in those people will want to do something that you do. So People want to be helpful more than we think they do, don't they? Yeah. yeah you don't know, sometimes you get a lead and somebody might have just mentioned your name because they'd seen you on LinkedIn. That person might not necessarily tell you that, but if you've been nice to that person on LinkedIn, they're much more likely to recommend you. Of course they are. I've, I've, I've had that so many times where people have said, I've spoken to so-and-so, you don't know me, um, but they've recommended you off the back of it because actually 
they sent you the last deal and yeah and i'll kind of trace it back some of it's all come in by because they're an existing client or it might be done by the old old school way of going visit them and that, some of it's come via you know places like linkedin um and it, it comes organic which, which is the best part about it I, I love it when someone gets in contact off the back of the platform because it just like yeah, you, isn't it yeah that's it that's yeah true. it's, it's yeah, it's great. I just, I love it when I get a message saying, hi, Chris, I've seen you for ages. I need to speak to you. And I've never seen their name pop up on any posts, but they're consistently yeah. just seeing the same content, the same colours all the time. There was, there was a lady, I'm not going to mention her name because um, I, I don't actually know the lady, to be fair, which again is the power of LinkedIn. She messaged me yesterday. Uh, she newly qualified as a mortgage advisor just as COVID hit. Um, and she was working somewhere, etc. It didn't work out. Basically, she needs um, some support mm -hmm. in a, how to become a, a mortgage broker, and she needs some guidance and so on like that. She messaged me yesterday saying, "Oh, can we? Would you recommend anything?" Blah blah. So I was like, "Give me a call tomorrow. I'll be in the car around about eleven o'clock after my meeting. Mm -hmm. Feel free to give me a call." We had a chat for twenty minutes, half hour. I've never met this lady before. I don't know who she is. Um, and I'm going to help her out and try and point her in the right direction to help her get her move, move forward and get her foot in the door with what she wants to do. Um, yeah. And she, and she just got in contact because she was like, I see the photos of your baby. So, and, and, and your dog. So you seem like a nice guy. I thought that, it, yeah. Like, if, if you were just constantly putting out all this business stuff, she probably wouldn't have textured messages. No. Say, Can we have a chat? But you've pushed across that personal, the personal personality. of yeah. your Love it. Awesome, Matt. Well, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. It's been, um, I hope people have got loads of value from that. But I would say, check out David's actual content. It's, it's hard for me to tell people how good it is without them seeing it. So go and have You're a look. You're very kind, mate. You're very kind. But the, the, the lovely thing is, yes, you can take a good photo, but you can't fake the genuine the genuine copy that you write. It's What, what I post is my life, you know, whether it's the post I done the other day about cooking dinner and stuff. I, I love cooking. I, I really love cooking. Um, and I always try and push myself in that area. I try and push myself in everything I do, but push myself in that area. And it's one thing that me and my partner love to do is eat, eat good food, drink good wine and stuff and enjoy ourselves. So, um, and it's important that the whole post was about ma making time to have a date night. And we haven't had the opportunity to do that because we've got Henry and because of time and, and everything else, all the pressures of the main world that come in. So, it, it was all about that. The fact that I could cook and manage to rustle up something that was fairly decent was a, was a bonus on top. And people relate to that type of content because they'll turn around and go, oh, I haven't had a date night with my partner for ages. That yeah, that exactly. Yeah, that's it. There you go, mate. You're, uh, you're, you're creating Valentine's Day beforehand, mate. That's <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for coming on. As a little thank you, I'd like to give £10 to a charity of your choice. So thank you for coming on. So which charity do you want to make the donation to? If you could do it to Teens Unite, um, they're an organisation that care for uh, 13 to 24 year olds that are suffering with cancer. Okay. Um, and they provide support through them physically, mentally, uh, through that stage, uh, hopefully to recovery, um, or if, it, if it's not such good news, obviously for the, for the time that they're there. But great organisation. Um, they're a, uh, an organisation set up by a, a friend of the family. So they're really good. I, I've done some DJing for them in the past to support them on, on charity events and stuff like that. But yeah, really good organisation. If anyone wants to go and check them out, go and have a look at them. Yep, go and check them out, guys. Again, David, thank you very much for coming on. And um, Welcome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Cheers, David. Top man. Thanks, Chris. Take care. 
So thank you very much for listening. If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.